What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, May 12th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 306. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope everybody had a good time in between shows. Uh, I was going to have this out yesterday, but we had the big um, benefit show, which was um, such a success, so amazing. The lineup was incredible, and I am sitting here with one of those people who are on that lineup, Hot off a plane two days ago from Los Angeles, Mr. Joe Bartnick is here, and you guys know when Joe is on the show, it's um, we always have a good time and shoot the shit, and me and Joe are hanging out right now, so uh, Joe, welcome on to 306, I think you're, you're starting to become, a, you know, you're like uh, you and Burr, and there's a few people like Alec Baldwin and, uh, what's it called, Steve Martin uh, hosting SNL. Oh, oh what, an, what, an, what, what, what an honor. I am still hot off the plane. I haven't taken a shower since I got off the plane two days ago because my hotel didn't have any water. Oh, my God. I know. You know what they gave me? My wife said, you get a free room or something. You know what they gave me? $30 off. But I got it through Hotels.com. They go, yeah, well, we got it through Expedia. So go through Hotels.com to get your money through Expedia. It's like, it's not worth $30 to be on the phone that long oh my to get God. it back. But, yeah, yeah fa- fabulous, fabulous show last night. How great. Listen, I got to say this, and we were just talking about this earlier. So last night was the benefit um, – for uh, my late brother-in-law, Kevin, rest his soul. And we um, raised money to help with heroin addiction. And uh, it was the fir- the third annual benefit that we've done. Um, and yesterday, I guess, was the first under um, this particular, um, I guess, uh, not, not scholarship. The other ones were for scholarship. This is for an actual, you know, um, addiction, um, I guess, I don't know what you would call it, uh, fundraiser for this heroin addiction called Kevin's Web. And, uh, you know, and we just, we had another third in a row, amazing show, amazing lineup and uh, special guest who just fucking, I didn't know if he was coming. He told me he was coming and um, out of respect and love and everything, the one of the best people I've ever met in this business uh, texted me, said, hey, remind me a day before and I'm coming. And I reminded him, he said, I'll be there. There's no way I won't be there. And he showed up last night, the one, the only, Artie Lang. How fucking cool was that, Joe? Uh, it was incredible. You know, it, it, as much as, you know, uh, I'm around all the people he knows, I had never met him. And, of course, he's a hero of mine from, from the Stern Show, from Mad TV. And he couldn't have been any cooler. Yeah, he like... He, he couldn't have been any, 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 any cooler. And he was so funny. And just, you know, he's Artie Lang. It was the best. So the lineup was basically the hilarious Greg Stone who hosted the first one. You talk, host- you talk about taking a bullet in a show. You talk about taking the beach in a show. I mean, that was Normandy. <laughs> I mean, that was... Yes, yeah. yes. Because what happens is before the show, my mother-in-law and my wife get up. They talk, they talk about Kevin and Kevin's memory. They talk about, you know, that, you know, it gets emotional. There's a ton of Kevin's friends there. There's family there. It's obviously a hard thing. They're talking about the addiction. Then there's other people in the audience who lost people to this and they're coming out for the cause. So it's not an easy, so it's not, you know, so all the emotions and then you thank people and they clap, but now someone's got to come on stage and be funny. And uh, Greg Stone, another reason why we had him back after doing the first one, Ken Krantz did it last year, did a great job too. But um, Greg Stone went out there and... Ken de- Krantz, the awning salesman? Yes. Ken, the on- yeah. <laughs> Kenny Krantz uh, did it last year. And uh, that's an inside joke from uh, Ken Krantz, a comic out in Jersey. 
Um, but Greg Stone opened the show last night. Um, amazing. Then um, Joe Bartnick hits me up from L.A. and goes, hey, dude, I'm going to be in town. And I had no idea, you know, um, what day he was coming in or, you know, wh where he was exactly staying because he's obviously always Because I never do. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, he never does. And he's always welcome to stay up here at the Versey House. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an hour, I'm like 58 minutes away <laughs> up in the woods. So he says to me. An hour 10 with a cop behind you. <laughs> Going 13 miles an hour over the speed limit. We're like, um, it's always a thing that I, I, I guess you hear the podcast show. Verzi always says it's an hour. Everyone in the city, all of us city kids, dwellers, are like, hey, no way, it's an hour. So he's like, no, it's an hour. So to prove it, he's like, I'm going to prove it to you. And I'm going to have Ari, because I mean, I'll never say anything against Verzi. I'm like, hey, hey, it's close. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know. I'm always half asleep and buzz. I don't know. So Ari Shafir, he's like, I'm going to find out. I'm going to ride in the car and I'm going to find out. Verzi's cruising along. He's, he's hitting the time about right. It could be like an hour. All of a sudden, a cop pulls up behind us. And Verzi just, he's going like 13, 12, 13 over. He's not back. And that, I think even the cop is like, well, this guy just must be sober. Because who would go faster when I pull up behind him? Verzi's not going to miss. He's not, he's beating the hour. Oh. We, so we, we get home, ends up clocking about an hour, eight, hour, ten. Was it? Yeah. 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 And then. And we were like, yeah, we're like, yeah, you know, it was an hour, eight, hour, ten. And Bert's like, yeah, but there was a cop behind me. But we're like, yeah, but you didn't slow down. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, there were times with Giannis where, I like, three times in a row, we did it in, like, 57 or 58. And I go, see? Tell everybody. Tell everybody. But um, so so Joe hits me up. What did, did you start, like, when you're out of, like, not, like, at the stand, but you start, like, late, like, okay, we'll start now at the bridge. Or, yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm at, like, CVS, so I'm like, I'm, I'm home. <laughs> I'm three towns over. Yeah. Right? I'm in the county. Um, so Joe hits me up and goes, hey, Paul, like, he saw the, you know, he saw that we were doing this. And he goes, um, hey, Verzi, I'd love to come and, you know, jump on that and, and support your family. And I'm like, dude. You don't need, like, I didn't even, like, it's like Joe Bartnick's in town and I'm doing the show. He wants to do, he's going to do the show. Like, I don't give a fuck who's on the show. Joe Bartnick's going to jump on the show. So he jumped on the show and uh, he went up, let, listen to this lineup, okay? First of all, not only is it some of the funniest people, it's some of the best people I've ever met in this business. Greg Stone, absolute sweetheart, one of the, Greg Stone's such a nice guy that a New York City deli who makes amazing sandwiches named a sandwich after him, okay? That's how great Greg Stone is. Super funny, great guy. He hosts. Bartnick goes on after, crushes, okay, fucking sets the tone for the show. Kendra Cunningham, super funny, another sweetheart, originally from Boston. She goes up, fucking crushes. Um, then Sal Vacano from Impractical Jokers came out. Now, you want to talk about how great people are? This is how great Sal Vacano is. Not only did he want to be a part of this, he couldn't do it last year, okay? True TV and Impractical Jokers films a lot in malls. That's where they do a lot of their shit. He in advance, like a month in advance, told his producers and True TV, you're shooting at the Palisades Mall this day so I can be there to do it. This guy made a television show, changed their location or got their location to do it. That's the type of person Sal Vicano is. One of the nicest, one of the best people you ever meet. Goes on stage. Guy has just started stand-up not too long ago. Fucking destroyed. Clap breaks, confident, killing like he fucking owned the place. Here's how great Sal Vicano is. I just met Sal about a year ago. He's totally hanging out with Giannis and Verz and like Alexis, just our guys. Yeah. So I didn't start here. 
I thought these guys all started together. Right. I had no idea. And then last night he's crushing. And, and then on the ride home, he's like, yeah, you started like a year ago. It blew me <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. I, I thought these guys all did open mics together. No. Like, I, I had no idea. And out of all the impractical jokers, Sal is the only one out of the four of them. He's the only one that does stand up. He's smart. He wants to be in it. He loves it. I could tell you right now, he's one of those guys that, you know, he has perspective already. So he doesn't even have to find a voice. He's a fucking grown man with a voice, dude. His confidence. I mean, I said to him and I wasn't kidding. I was like, dude, I've never seen a one-year comic in my fucking life, especially in that lineup last night. So he goes on, crushes. I went on stage. I had a fucking great time. Two Go see Verzi now. He has two, he has three new bits. I, I just saw him like six weeks ago. You have three new monster haymaker bits. Oh, thank mo- you. Mo- it's just oh, ab- thank absolutely you. Thank hilarious. you, man. I had- like I told you, this is I'm not going to blow you on this thing. Cause it's not, it's not, it's, there's no webcam. So what's the point? <laughs> but, you know. I, I got to get that for next time. Yeah, for next time. <laughs> I get, if you got Patreon, there'll be a webcam. <laughs> uh, so put in your three bucks. But uh, no, but just, you know, you've grown so much in the three. Just since your album, all your new bits. And not that that album's great. Yeah, that's when I that's when I fell in love with you. Yeah, is that you know <laughs> yeah. all your album from the stand. No, but, I think it's, but but your new bits are just so they're just at another level. Thank they're, you, they're, thank they're, you. Well, coming another, from you, that means a lot. At another and I, level. And I had a lot of fun doing them last night. I did some new ones, closed with a new one, and everybody, you know, everybody seemed to enjoy it. So, so I had a great time. Then Dan Soder gets on stage and fucking murders. He did a joke. He did a boxing joke that honestly, I laughed out loud in my car today, bringing my, coming home from uh, bringing my daughter to dick. I laughed out loud. I had to text him. I go, Dan, I'm thinking about that boxing joke. I just laughed out loud in my car. One of the funniest fucking sports bits I've ever heard. It's so great. You guys will love it. Dan goes up there and just fucking kills. And then Artie Lang goes on stage to take us home. <laughs> And fucking stayed up there. And, you know, everybody was doing, eh, do 15, do whatever. Artie, you know what? You're closing, do 20. He must have done 25 to 30. And just one funny thing after another. And if the crowd groaned or moaned because he was fucking too, you know, edgy or dark or whatever, the next thing was just fucking so... It was vintage Artie Lang, not caring, so funny, self-deprecating, honest. Um, it was just amazing. And then he spoke beautifully at the end, just about how, you know, his struggles kind of, and just, just not, he didn't get into it, but he just basically was talking about how you can get through it and, and, and keep your head up and all that stuff. And everybody appreciated it. Such an amazing for, guy. Like I said, I just met him last night and for somebody of his level, I mean, he is one of the, he's one of the biggest people, you know, really ever in comedy. He's I mean, yeah, been on the Stern show for a decade. Yeah, no, he's, like, he's, I, I, he's, he's, I mean, he's already fucking laughing. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? For yeah. him to be that super, super cool to me the whole well, time and super, and just be like a regular comic. That was so funny. How you're talking about how great the people are. There's Sal Vicano one year in. Yeah. Couldn't have been, couldn't, I mean, you're talking about running with the big dogs. Yes. I, I, I had no idea he was one year. That's how no. like, that's how cool it would, he is. It would, that's how cool he is. And then you have Artie Lang, who, who is like, as far as like East Coast white guy, working class Stan- comedians, he's Mount Rushmore of that. Yeah. Of the, like, just like one of the best ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And, and, and we're all hanging out. No, that's Boston, what I, that's what I said to Joe. I go, dude, we're all in the green room. And I was like, I can't believe there's not a fucking black and white photo of this because it was like, they're sitting there and yeah, like Sal, it would be like, and I'm not trying to say we're all MB, we're all pros. Yeah. So it, was like, it would be like if Sal 
got thrown into a basketball game where everybody's been fucking playing together, and he just, and all of a sudden he starts making passes, and he fucking understands the offense. That's that's really what it was. And for then me, and then Dan, and then and then for Artie to go on, and and for you know Kendra, Greg, and Joe to do what they did. So I said this today, and I really mean it. I've been a part of many very very special lineups. Okay, uh, you know, and I know Joe has with it with. And without each other, we've been on amazing lineups. But last night was one of those things where as far as people... Because we're all... Listen, at some, I don't want to sound arrogant. We're all funny. This is what we do. This is our life. We're all funny in our own ways, in, in our bits, and our storytelling, our jokes. But as far as people, I don't know if I've ever been on a lineup with people that are that funny and as good of human beings and people and heart and love. And, you know, for Artie to just go through what he went through. In fucking Hoboken, you know, it was fucking news like a month ago, big news. And for, I just reached out and I didn't know, I texted him. And I, like all of a sudden, hey man, I'd love to, and you know, I don't know, I didn't know. And he showed up and it was amazing. The show was amazing, the people loved it, we did meet and greets. Just a really, really special night, I'll never forget. And that for me, like that's like the alumni of this benefit is like family to me. Like Joe Bartnick and them, there's a different thing. Me and Joe have traveled the country together. Joe is like, you know, Joe comes to me. Joe comes to my fucking house. He's sleeping in the room. I mean, that is, you know, he's, you know, but these guys like so. I'm like your dog's favorite person. Oh yeah, and, and, I, and, yeah, and <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd, me. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a family reunion. Lloyd, and, and Lloyd doesn't. Lloyd's half a wolf. <laughs> I mean, Lloyd's fucking got a DNA of a primitive dog, and he fucking stands up and hugs Joe. He can just sense like who you know loves him or whatever, but. Um, just an amazing night. And, you know, my mother-in-law, you know, got us cigars and for the people that uh, don't drink. And then for the people that drink, she got everybody a, a, a fine bottle of bourbon and obviously got Joe his crown. And it was just, it was just one of those nights where we woke up today going like, how, like that, that was everything that comedy should be. It was everything that comedy should be. The people left happy. The show was great. We raised over $15,000 the first year, which was like, we had way more time to promote. We raised 19,000 last year was a last minute thing. We raised almost 8,000. This year we raised back back up in the team 15 or something thousand dollars. So in three shows we've raised close to 40 over $40,000 in three shows doing this to help the addiction. It touches a lot of people and it sucks when people you know are dying from the addiction of heroin. So to do it through comedy and love and friends and family and these funny people, uh absolute fucking home run and I was so glad that you were there, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was, it was, I mean, it was all, it was just the And you know what's funny great. is I watched you. I didn't know that you didn't know. I, I didn't know because I said to you, I go, I think Artie Lang's coming through. And, and, I, and you said, uh, oh, great. Wow, that'd be awesome. But I, I still didn't know if you met him. So when you came in the green room and he was there, right? And he yeah. was sitting there. I watched that encounter. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and then I knew that you didn't, I knew that that was the first time you ever met him. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to see that. And he treated you. This is who Artie Lang is. And, and when I did his radio show, you would have thought that I was the bigger... Like, it was just... That's how he treats people. But when he greeted you, it was like, hey, Joe, hey, pleasure to meet you. Like, it was so fucking nice. And and he could easily just been cold. I mean, he wouldn't have been. But, yeah. like, some guys like that just sit there and they're like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm here. Let me do my fucking thing. Yeah. and get the fuck out of here. No, we were talking then and everyone cleared out for a little bit. Like, we are talking about gambling on hockey. You know, we're, we're just you know, then like then I had to call into a to a to a to a show, and he was kind of working on his act in a different room, that other room. And I'm like, oh, oh, you know, like, no, 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 sit here and do it here. You know, I'm like, no, I'll, I'll walk out. But you know, we're, but he was just hanging out. We're talking about bit. We're talking about bits. Oh, you know, because he's like, oh, I like, I like, I like this, I like this chunk, and I'm like, yeah, I just started my. I, I, I yeah, I'm starting my racist chunk, but I knew that it was gonna take too long. I would go because that's hilarious. Nobody has a no, nobody has racist chunks anymore. 
like, yeah. Suddenly I have, racist. I have, I, have, I have a racist chunk. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like not a bit. I yeah. have like a piece of my act. Is that's so great? No, it was it was so it was so much fun. And then watching Artie. And like Artie, and I love his like. He's like, yeah, I'm a degenerate gambler, you know. And he goes, and then he starts talking about how this old Giants um, announcer would fuck up calls, but he had a lot of money on it. So he's like, he goes, he goes, I have five hundred dollars to my name, so I put a thousand on. It. <laughs> Remember? He goes, yeah. I have five so I put a thousand on. It. He's talking about it's a touchdown. No, no, it wasn't. And he's just, oh my god, just so great. It was Spe- speaking. I'm sorry. Speaking of impressions, Dan Soder oh my- is a wa- is a walking rich little. Dude, he does he does everybody, but his danger field was ridiculously spot on. He's telling us a story about Dangerfield, and we're talking about how um, you know, Johnny Carson, how Rodney would kill doing a set and then kill on the couch. And then we were talking about how Johnny Carson, and I heard this because I work at Dangerfields now, and the owner, Rodney's partner, original partner Tony, tells me these stories. It's fucking amazing. And he's the one that came out on the HBO special. He said, yeah, Tony Vivacqua, that's my partner. The old man that came out, wait, he's there still. Oh. And he's telling stories about how Johnny Carson's last stop at night, if he would go get a pop, would be at Dangerfields because it was right around the corner from his building. Oh, right. He lived right there. Right. It was like two blocks away. So he'd come in and sit there in the fucking, and the, and the same bar, same decor, same, um, all the design is exactly the same. Uh, from 1969. So when you walk into Dangerfields now, it's like you walked into 1969. Yeah. And Johnny Carson would sit at that bar and, and drink. So we're talking about that. And we're just talking about it. And all of a sudden, Soder starts telling this story about how um, Ben Creed... Ben Creed. Is Ben Creed I, alive or no? I, 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 I sure hope so. Uh, I, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, no, I mean, like... I, he hosted the Comedy's Dirtiest Dozen yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a great guy. He's uh, he living in Tucson now. I, I've, I've opened for him and worked with him. And anytime I'd play laps in Tucson, he'd come out. Yeah. And we'd go golfing. Super, super nice guy. Yeah. He's one of those older cats where, like, every now and then he'll pop up on Facebook. So, you know, like, you're like, ah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, so he, I, I'm, I'm almost positive he's, he, yeah, he, yeah. he's alive. So, everybody knows that Rodney used to just walk around with a, with a, with a robe. Rodney would just have a robe on. And everybody, yeah. I know people that opened for him. He, so the reason why Rodney, real quick, the reason why Rodney Dangerfield opened Dangerfield in 1969 is he didn't want to be away from his kids anymore on the road. He was already famous, and he said, look, if I could work every night, if it's my own place. So him and Tony went in as partners. They bought it. He had an apartment upstairs, and he would just fucking walk around in his <laughs> robe and do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He's Rodney Dangerfield. Do the Tonight Show, and the Tonight Show helped plug the thing. So Soder starts telling this story about the apartment upstairs, and Ben Creed would stay up there or whatever before, you know, I, I don't know whatever happened with their relationship. And all of a sudden, we he, we fucked it. we forgot the story because Soder just goes, yeah. And then Rodney would be like, hey kid, and it was so good. <laughs> it was so good that I fuck the story was gone for me because I was just like, wait a minute, that was like I actually said in the green room to everybody. I go, Dan, that was like a really ridiculous. And then Joe like echoed what I said. He goes, like no, everybody else was just listening to the story. Me and you were like, dude, that was fucking spot on. Everybody, everybody does a Rodney. Like my dad does a Rodney. Everybody does every, a every, Rodney. Everybody does a Rodney. Yeah. My partner on Puck Off, not a shameless plug, uh, Fraser Smith, who yeah. knew Rodney from way back in the day. Yeah. LA, LA radio legend, comedy legend. Sure. He's friends with Rodney. He, he, he'll do a Rodney pretty quick. And a very good one. Right. Soders is platinum. Like, 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 like I always thought Fraser did a great, Fraser does a great one. But Soders is ridiculous. Like Soder could just be Rodney. Like if you just heard the voice, it, he could do an album of Rodney. You would think it's Rodney. If, if it was so good and so quick, like he wasn't even trying to do it. He was just telling a story, and then goes, and then Rodney was like, and he did Rodney's voice, and we were like, what the fuck? Like it was that level of good. And Dan was a big radio guy. 
Dan oh. Dan Dan was oh, a radio. Dan Dan I, used to I did not know that. Dan used to be on the radio a lot. So uh, he could do like like even when he does like if you ever listen to him do Bobby Kelly's podcast he'll just be like yeah and then, like he'll do a fucking voice <laughs> yeah. you know like he could just do no a he vo- does do good he, he does he, he does great voice on stage his voices are great he's, yeah he's, as he, great as his jokes are he can also do voices no he, Dan is one of the most talented like listen there's a handful of comics in New York that like I poke my head in and I'm looking at what they're doing yeah. you know not that there's a competition but like there's in, in the generation coming up you want to know like okay. The big, there's a big dog on stage. There's a few. Dan is one of those guys that I'm like, like, I mean, his bits are just so good. He's so nat. He's great. He's great. But yeah, he told that Rodney story and it was fucking, it was just his, his fucking Rodney was great. There's another guy, Andy Pitts, who went on stage in the red tie and suit like Rodney and did a, and did like a five, six minute Rodney set. And it's, I'll show it to you after you guys got to check it out. Andy Pitts, Rodney Dangerfield. It's scary it's almost as if he fucking got into his body like he does there's a couple of guys that can do it like you said everybody's got one you know me and burr and you will joke like hey okay kid like but but you know yeah, i would say everyone's uncle in a barbecue is like oh, i i guess yeah i had a rough one you know yeah yeah, like, yeah. Or, like, but, or like your wife like no more i'm not getting you the beer like oh, oh no respect in this house like you know everybody said but but there are certain guys that just take it to a level that's yeah. like and freight and, and fraser's one of them but that soda was just—it was ridiculous. It was it, really good. It was ridiculous. It was like it was like he got uh, what's it when the devil takes over your spirit or whatever. Yeah. It was like he got oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah like like, yeah, like yeah. Rodney like came into his body. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, exorcism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it yeah. Was like whatever that, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever that word. Um, is. We're not big on words. <laughs> yeah, it's we're a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what an exorcism? No, that's when it comes out of you. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what the fuck it goes in you. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. So anyway. It was uh, just a successful, amazing night, and uh, I thank everybody who came out, and I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast walked up to me last night and said, love the show, listen to the podcast, and you guys know who you are. Thank you so much for listening to this. This is 306, and it's because of you guys that it's getting uh, it's getting bigger. Uh, I did find out, I was telling Joe, man, the numbers keep going up. Australia, I see you. Uh, Great Britain, uh, Canada, I got New Zealand, Croatia, so all you guys, man, it's just, it, it's getting out there, and um, when you do come to see me at the show and you say it, I I love my podcast fans. Speaking of podcasts, I don't know if you guys know, but Mr. Joe Bartnick, especially now during hockey playoffs, by the way, congratulations on your, listen, I'm not a hockey guy and I know I always kind of keep an ear out for what's going on. And I heard that the, I heard that, uh, here's what I heard. So you tell me, and we're not going to get into too much hockey because I know the women listening are going to go, all right, well, when are we going to fast forward? Yeah, hit the 30 second button. Here's what I heard. I heard Ovechkin fucking just laid down and didn't play well at all and was playing lazy. And uh, and you guys fucking stole it. What, what happened? Well, here's here's what I have to say about that, and I'll let you go. I don't like the term like. First of all, Ove- or, Ovechkin is one of the, is probably the greatest goal scoring goal scorer of this generation. Nowhere near the best player of this generation. Right. That's that's Sidney Crosby. But I don't like to say the Washington Capitals choked it away because the Washington Capitals have never won anything. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Penguins were last year's Stanley Cup champions. They won. They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets, who were like almost even with them in points, like 108 points, craziest. And yeah. then the President Trophy, they, like the most winningest team in the regular season, was the Capitals. The Penguins beat them. It's not about the Capitals choking. It's about the champions winning. There you go. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you don't choke if you, never you don't won. choke. You, you don't know, choke. Yeah, that'd be like saying the Clippers choke. The Clippers never win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be like saying, yeah. I'm and I'm tired of those. I'm tired of those motherfuckers. Oh, I just. I'm was, tired of those motherfuckers. Win something. Like every year, it's like, oh, the Clippers maybe in the West. It's like, no, they didn't do anything. I. It's so funny because I just did a dirty sports. You ever hear those? You know Joe Prano and, and I heard and, of and, it. Andy Ruther. Great podcast. 
I just did a fifty. I just did a five minute rant on how much I hate the Clippers and how much they suck on that show. Yeah. So I'll spare everyone my other. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. There's all these like fake memes, mems, mams going around. Memes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it says like uh, it has the banners of the uh, the capitals that says the uh, Penguins bitches. <laughs> it lists like all the t- uh, yeah in ten in nine in, we're 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 nine and one against them in, in the playoffs wow in, in series wow yeah I mean so there's no choking no there's yeah. no choking yeah. and, and, I mean it's one thing if we were like in fourth place this year fifth place we know we, we were like right we were behind them by a few points but we were the we're the champions yeah. The champions yeah. are never they, like when the Yankees he, lost to Boston Red Sox when we were winning three nothing. That's choking. Yeah, we were champions. We had them. Yeah. Like we they were the step. You know, they were they we, were the stepchild. We were up three one in the series. If we lose, it's like more like we choked. You know, you, know, you were up in that series three to one. Yeah, the Penguins were. The Penguins were up right. 3-1. So you you're choking if you lose. Yeah, you have to close that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We so didn't, we didn't cut the we didn't right. chop the head off the snake. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Govechkin's a great player, but you know, half the time he didn't have a team around him. The last two years, I can say he did have a team around him, and and they didn't. And they, and they did. If you want to use the word choker, didn't live up to expectations. My thing with Ovechkin is this, though. He looked old. He just looked old. Yeah. Yeah. Either his legs were you tired. Speaking or of looks. Uh-huh. Speaking of looks, we didn't even say this. I need to congratulate you publicly. Mister Joe Bartnick showed up to my house. Half the man. Half the man that he once was. What the? F- uh, I, nah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Anyway, you lost sixty pounds, dude. I saw you, and you know what? It, did, it took me a second because I was just like, well, it's "Oh, Joe looks year, good." It's been over a year and a half, though. Right, but like you came back now. Like I saw you what two months ago. Uh huh. And you look, you look great, dude. Thank you. Now let Thank me ask you, you this, though. I know. I, I, let me ask you this. Okay, <laughs> everything's gonna be a, a half bad Rodney. Let me ask you this. Okay, no. What? Uh, what? How funny was Rodney? I mean, yeah. but let me ask you this. Do you? I know you've been doing it over the course of time, and we we're kind of both watching. We both. I lost weight too. We both are. No, going, you look. You look great. We're both going down. I always think of you too, though. When I have a big night of drinking, it always it does. The first thing it goes right through your neck. Yes. First, first thing it does. First thing. Any, I think, I don't know if it's a Mediterranean, Italian, Greek thing, yeah. but like, I think like the Mediterranean, you're like, you know, it just goes right to the jowls, right, 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 right to, here. Yeah. Right you can tell the, when somebody yeah, drinks. Like this shot's going right to my neck. <laughs> yeah. You should just put it right here. Just take the shot glass and embed it in your fucking neck. Oh. But I know we've been like kind of doing good, but is there anything specifically like, was it sugar? Did you take away sugar? Did you like, was there one thing that like was something that you had to eat and that you don't eat anymore? Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Uh, I have not had a co- a, 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 a Coca Cola. Oh, I, and I used to live on Mexican cokes. I, I love Diet Coke. I have not had a Coca Cola since last August, and I've only had one Gatorade since last August. Remember how much I was oh, a Gatorade how could I fanatic? Yeah. Oh, you want to laugh? Oh, I got a great one. I got a great one. We told this one before, though. No, no, but I got to tell you. Yes, we told the we told the story about Joe dropping the epic drop. But here's what I thought about it. The other night, because Stacy was sick. Stacy's been sick. Okay. Like she just got better like two days ago. Luckily for the benefit. Yeah. But I was like on, like I was running the shit, right? I, I was getting dinner for the kids, putting the kids to bed, and my wife is literally in bed going, "Babe, it's six thirty. I'm taking Nyquil. It's you." Yeah. And I'm going, "Okay." So I said, "I'm going to you know Walgreens or one of the. What do you want?" And she goes, "Can you get me some Gatorades?" Right. <laughs> so I swear to God, Joe, hand to God, this happened. And the first thing, I, I'm never not thinking of you. And I get a bottle of NyQuil and I get four, I get four Gatorades and they put it in a plastic bag. I get out of the car 
the new car, <laughs> the, the Lexus. <laughs> I get out of the car and I'm holding it, and the bottom of the bag just gave out. And on my driveway, four Gatorades are rolling and the NyQuil. And I just stopped <laughs> and I just laughed and I said, no other, no other thing. For the new listeners, I'll tell it real quick. We're in a we're at Windsor Casino. Joe Bartnick and I go for a walk. He buys a big Gatorade. Then we go to the gift shop because they sell Cubans, okay? Some of you heard this. I apologize, but if you haven't, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen as far as a drop and a spill. So Joe gets the big Gatorade, like not the, not the, not the one that like a basketball player gets. It was like the bigger one, right? And uh, that's alcoholics get. And was it was it, was it was it was it green or blue? It was that purple. It was it, it was purple. It was yeah. purple. So he has a, he has a big purple one. It's in a plastic bag. We go in to get cigars, and we're at the register. Nice lady, and you just hear the bag open and split, and you hear a crack, and the fucking Gatorade hit to where the cap cracked. And it's spewing on this casino carpet. It's like a casino nice carpet. And as it's pouring out, it's rolling. And we just watched it in, in awe. I've never, if you tried it a million, I said, my kids never dropped a gallon of milk that spilled like this. And it just rolled. And the poor woman just stared at it. And she goes, oh. Uh, she got on the phone. She goes, I'm going to need. She called up. She goes, I'm going to need the vacuums up here. It was one of the most epic spills ever. So I thought about it when I dropped the Gatorade. And I thought of you. Anytime anything ever drops with Gatorade, it's Joe Bartnick's epic spill. Well, it was just one of those um, like pristine, like nouveau uh, stores in, in like a in, a in a casino that they're trying to spiff up. Yeah. So it was like a brand new. Yeah. Like like uh, it was like a uh, it was like one of those like uh, milky. Tan, yeah, it'd be like going carpet. into a china shop and taking paint and yeah, just starting it, to throw it. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it hit, it, the way it cracked, you know those, you know like you know like, when, uh, like people like they're going to be cheap. They'll like hit a hose and holes and put in their front yard. <laughs> yeah. So the water just comes out the holes of the. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. But it was rolling away from me, and it was spraying the while pur- rolling. Rolling. Well, it was spraying the purple, <laughs> and I didn't want to get near it because I didn't want to get it all sprayed. And it was like me. a yeah. gold-colored rug. Oh, so yeah. the rug was like a gold casino, like if you go through Caesar's Palace, and then this purple shit is rolling and spilling on it, and, and we were just. <laughs> And it literally just died out. Like it rolled until it died out. And then it was out of of liquid. And I just picked it up. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to need maintenance up here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we wanted to go back just to watch it. We're always laughing at that. When I dropped those four in the the driveway, it was like, I looked at the bag. I thought of you. Um, So no Coca-Cola, no Gatorade. No Gatorade. That's the two big ones. um, The real big ones. And then um, not really much red meat. I had a delicious brisket this morning with you. But um, red meat like once a month. Dude, I know somebody that drinks Coke every day, and they're and they're very big. I'm not like I know somebody that has to have Coca Cola every single day, as if it's like it's like a, the way somebody needs a coffee. Yeah. They get a big Coca Cola with ice every day, and I would say that they are they are insanely obese. Like they're it's they're really really big. Oh yeah, they're and, big. You know, it's and, not and good. I'm, for you and I'm actually working out. You know, like uh, if I'm in LA, I try to do the stair the original stairmaster for a half hour. It sucks. It sucks. I gotta have a TV. I gotta have radio. My headphones. Uh, but um, uh, and then if I'm in New York, I just walk everywhere, and I just don't eat that much anymore. It's just I feel so much other. I stopped snoring. Remember how I was the, the, the one of the greatest snorers of all time? You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really snore anymore. You know, it's funny. Uh, my wife said when I stopped, cause I stopped drinking a lot. Like last night we had some drinks after the benefit, yeah. but for the most part, I'm not drinking. I'm mm-hmm. not really drinking. I thought the special was going to come out. So I was like getting my body in shape yeah. and everything like that. So, um, 
my snoring has gone pretty much like now. I never was like insanely bad. Some nights I would drink, you know, you're drinking, you're smoking cigars yeah. and it clogs up your throat. You're going to be, yeah. But like now I'm just, yeah, it's, it's, it, you're breathing better. You're, you're living better. Dude. Yeah. You're living better. You're, 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 you're fucking living better. Um, all right, so let's do. I got a couple of. Uh, I got a few unacceptables. Oh yeah, could, I love. I love the unacceptables. Yes, so I got. You know, it's funny. My wife. Did she ever send you my? Uh, she did, and I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, don't send that to Mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she was. Oh, so she's listening. She said, so you know, my daughter was not home. I have a thirteen-year-old daughter. Oh, let's tell. You know what? Because okay. I didn't want. I don't want <laughs> Tracy thinking that I ignored it, but I didn't know. I know because out of respect to me, you're gonna ignore. You're like, like, I, no, not ignore, but like I just. I was yeah. like, I don't know if I'm gonna say it, but now that you're on the the show okay. so just so you guys know backstory joe's wife who is a, a fucking absolute sweetheart and makes a chicken parm that'll fucking make a, make you cry oh, okay make I, a chicken parm that will make you fucking cry that's the best is because i'm like i can eat chicken parm every night because i don't want to make chicken parm. I, go, I can eat it every night like, no it's it's <laughs> like your, your wife's parm. chicken parm is like my wife's sauce yeah it's just you can eat it like it's just you can constantly have yeah. it okay so she hits me up you know, and it's, and she's like, Hey, this happened to Joe and you know, I'll, I'll let Joe tell it. And she's like, you got to say it, but I don't, you know, and I'm just going like, I'm going like, I don't know because I don't want, I don't want to do it. And then Joe comes at me going, why the fuck are you talking? And I'm like, Oh, well your wife took, well, you, you know, know, we never come at you like that. No, I know. Yeah. But I, I know you never come at me like that, but I'm just going like, all right, you know what? I, I, and I, and I, it was so cool that she listened and, and that she submitted an unacceptable. So why don't you why don't you tell me what happened and tell us what happened, and then after we do, you're unacceptable. So that will be the unacceptable <laughs> for the show, and then we'll read the, the people's. Okay. Well, um, you know, my, my daughter was not home. Uh, first of all, let's preface that. My daughter was not home. <laughs> I love so, how that starts it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, guys, my daughter wasn't home. All right, now so I can you go. know there's going to be some unacceptable behavior to most people. <laughs> hey, there's no children around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I keep, you know, like, you know, I, you know, because I sweat so much. Uh, when I do my treadmill, that when I come home, you know, I'm not doing laundry every day. I'm a, I'm a dude. Right. So what I do is I have a, out, out like in my backyard, I have a, a, a thing where I hang my dirty or like my wet like swim swim clothes. Yeah. You know, and it dries in the sun. I wear it the next day. Yeah. So outside is my gym shorts that like I wear to do the treadmill and then this is like 24 fitness. So then, you know, then I hop in, they get washed in the pool Yeah. then I come home and hang them up. Yeah. So I had my, I had my shorts on in my regular underwear Yeah. and then my, my gym shorts are outside. <laughs> so I want to wear my, my, like my, my normal, like cargo shorts that keep my shit. I want to wear my basketball shorts or my swim. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Do you have, swim, do you have swim shorts? Do you like, I mean, do you have a bathing suit? I, well, but yeah, I have a bathing suit. But oh, see, I just always wear like Nike, like basketball shorts. Like I never, I don't have a. Wait, I, you mean when you work out? Yeah. When it, I work out, I don't wear a bathing suit. When I work out, I wear regular right, like right. Nike shorts, like mess basketball shorts. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I just wear those in the pool. Like, I only, I, yeah, I only wear the like I have a pair that you let me still, and I have my own. Like I only wear a bathing suit when we go to like if we're at a hotel and it's got a pool or we go to a steam. Right. That's when I wear a bathing suit. But as far as working out, I wear basketball shorts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, so when and I'm always when I'm on the road and I but I don't I, I don't like the. I don't like to have any fake underwear inside your bathing suit anyway. Like, right. You know how a bathing suit is? So I just always just wear basketball shorts for everything. Like just right, even bathing. in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so anyway, I wear one pair of shorts for working out and I get in the pool and then that's like and then I come home. Like right. so, so anyway. So anyway, so I'm gonna wear those underneath. So no one's around except my wife. 
Uh, so I just in the because you know it's like you know it's like this you go out the, you got the living room out the out the back door to the porch yeah and outside yeah so I was just in my in my living room so I'm like okay I just dropped my shorts and my underwear <laughs> walked out uh, grabbed my in the nude and grabbed my <laughs> grabbed my basketball shorts that were outside drying in the sun and we're putting them on my wife it, almost like she was waiting in the weeds comes out with a camera like. What's this? Your your underwear on the living room floor, and oh I'm like, these are clean. They're not even dirty. It's a clean underwear. Oh my god! So she immediately takes a picture. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop that! I don't know. It's unacceptable. I'm sitting at the Mersey. I'm like, don't send that to Mersey. I don't want that on the show. So yeah, she sees yeah, you like standing there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! So you're standing there naked with your shit on the rug on the rug in your living room. Yeah. And she couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. So she took like five pictures and, um, you know, like, click, 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 click. I'm like, you're not, don't send any of those. What do you mean? I'm oh, a, oh, that's it's a, perfect for birds. It's, it's, it's unacceptable. Oh, like, you know, she called me Bart. Like, this is unacceptable. Oh, that's I'm great. Like, I'm like, don't send this to Mercy. Oh, that's great. And she great. goes, no, why not? I go, well, then I guess go. I, I, was in, I wasn't like ashamed. I'm like, just don't send. You know, you know how, like, you don't want your wife yeah. in, like, in your affairs. Like, yeah. Okay. You can ask once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, I almost said this last night on. Um, I almost said this last night on. Um, we were talking about. Uh, oh, we were talking about the six points of references. It was uh, the audience, yeah. Right. So I yeah. was getting all that because you get all these to get out of here. But um, when, when we, me and my wife were first going out, she came to a show at the Paradise Lounge, San Francisco. Great venue, but everyone's like maybe fifty people. It's above. A, it's a, the, the upstairs room of a huge old nightclub. And I, you know, you do the thing when you're on stage. You're like, what's that? What's that? Were you like on stage and just thinking and you're yeah. kind of talking out loud? Yeah. And my girlfriend, who's now my wife, didn't know that, you know, you're just talking. She thought like we were in the living room. Because I'm like, what the fuck is that? And she like answered me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know, That's like, oh, great. you mean like whatever, Boris Becker. She and just, like, she just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, look at this fucking, like, my girlfriend, what are you doing? Like, we're not at home. You know, she, like, just, <laughs> she just came in like it was a casual yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. She'd come in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that that's my that's idea. that's great. That's no, that's great. You know what I did the other so day. So I guess it's it's unacceptable just to leave underwear around. But I mean, I was right. I was right. I was gonna pick it right back up. <laughs> I there, think there's, like, there, there's a six second rule with food. What's the, the rule, rule with, with underwear? Yeah, like yeah. when is it like it's? I think it thing. was a combo of you standing there stark naked <laughs> and your shit on the floor that just hit her. That's fucking hilarious. You know what I did the other day? I was naked in the bedroom and I came to the door and Stacy was in the kitchen. So I go, Stace. Come here. And she goes, Paul, I'm, I'm not going there if your dick is out. And, I, and it was, right? And I go, no. And I, I go, no. What the fuck? You no. I, come here. I got to show you something. And she went out. I just showed my dick real quick. And I went in. And she just smirked and laughed. Um, yeah. So real quick, just so you guys know what we were talking about without getting into it. We were talking last night. Six points of reference means when a comedian's on stage, he pretty much threw his set. His eyes will go to six, stick on six things. So if he sees somebody in the balcony silhouette that he likes to look at or sees, he'll go to that again. And that's what we were talking about. So that's funny that and you. That's see- why when you know the comic or you're related to him or you're his friend or his you don't, boss, you don't sit close because yes. he's going to six six things he's going to look at. Right. So you don't want to be, oh, look, there's Aunt Molly. Every time you see your aunt, the right. whole show. Right. And if you go into a, like a joke that's dirty or edgy and then you're right. looking at your aunt, yeah, exactly. Um, that's a great unacceptable. So we'll keep this going. Oh, we, we're flying. This is, you know, it's a good one. We're flying. Here we go. This one is from Mark in Australia. Hey. And it says, where's my pizza? Hey, Paul, first time writer from Australia. I was sent here from Burr. Thank you, Bill. 
I've uh, only been listening for a few weeks, but I love the show, and I'm working through your old shows. Well, thank you very much. Here is my unacceptable. This was a little while ago, but I'm still fucked up about it. Uh, I used to do some day and night shift work at an IT company. Before I went in uh, for my 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. shift, wow, uh, I got two medium pizzas (laughs) to take into the office with me. Uh, One for me that night and one for lunch the next day because I knew I was working the next day, 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. That's unacceptable on my behalf for being a lazy fuck and eating bad consistently. Okay. No, no. Pizza do pizza. Come on now. No, but he's got, I mean, you can't, for dinner and then lunch, two pies every Well, I mean, as someone who... When I'm in New York, dude, I actually that is I mean, that is every meal for pizza's me. Pizza's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> I, I actually think that's better than like McDonald's or anything like shitty. Oh, like, I know I, it like, is. That's a great thing. That's it a great is. thing. I mean, but you got to ask yourself this, Mark. How many? Maybe slices? get a side salad. Maybe get a side salad with the pizza. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're throwing down probably six, seven slices in a day. Oh yeah. All right, so here we go. So the night I had one pizza and put the other in a work fridge with my name on the box. I know where this is going. I finish up my shift and go home. There was only two other people in the building with access to that fridge when I left. I came back the next day, go to the fridge and open my pizza box and find some slime ball ate six of the eight slices. Like, like they got full or guilty before they finished and they wanted to fuck with me. At what point did this slimy mutt think it's okay to eat other people's food. Maybe it's somebody that knew me and thought it was okay. Maybe it was somebody that doesn't like me, seen the name and thought, fuck that guy. Uh, They might have not even looked at the lid and just ate it without giving a shit. I didn't know, so I was left in work kitchen eating two slices of pure cold anger (laughs) and pacing just thinking about who it was. Eventually... I had it narrowed down to two people from the night shift, but decided to drop it because I couldn't get it, uh, get it down any further without being uh, direct or rocking up, their, uh, rocking up their desk like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas and the bar scene with Billy Bats. Throw them in a cage with no food, make them watch everyone else eat their food and see how they like it. Love the show. Hope to see you and Burr live one day. Cheers, Mark. Well, thank you, Mark. Um, that is unacceptable. Uh, but here, I'll, I'll, I'll go, go ahead. But here, thing. all right. I, here's my take on it. I feel like since it's your name is on it, but it's in the fridge, and there's six, like there's eight slices in the fridge with your name on it. Um, if you wrote like Mark's Pizza, don't touch. But maybe it was just I don't know. I don't know. This is a tough one. Listen, if they ate your food, I understand that you're mad. I don't know though. There's eight slices in a pizza and a night shift guy probably starving. What do you think? I let you off the hook. I gave you props for making pizza your only meal of every day. I love pizza. Mark, everybody loves pizza. You don't stick a pizza in a community refrigerator. How do you think it's not going to be eaten? Yeah. Like, dude, that's, yeah. you're the unacceptable one. Like, dude, it's yeah. like, that's like when people put their computer in, in like the overnight luggage bin. And like, or they send it checked, and they wonder why somebody stole it at the airport. It's like, no, I said, yeah, it's like pizza is it's the hardest thing to resist. And you know what I said? I said pizza. Is, I said a slice of pizza and a blowjob are the same. I go because you'll take a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. So um, I understand your frustration, like, Mark, I mean, but you I think you're you just t- don't leave. I mean, it, you if, if you have like if you have like an old chicken salad sandwich. 
It's like, yeah, no one's going to touch that. You can't put pizza in there. I mean, you just, you just, you can't, you know? It's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, that's a tough one. Thank you for the submission. So funny, though. And I love the fact that you buy two pies every day for your shifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like other level pizza. And how is the pizza in Australia? Write me back on that one because I know how it is in Wisconsin. <laughs> I know how it is in Florida. Let me know how it is in Australia. I'm sure there's got to be some. You ever have pizza in Italy? Have you been to Italy? No, I've never been to Italy. Oh, dude. I know, I know. Yeah, I you know, got it. Yeah. No, dude, I, I was eating a piece of pizza. They're like homemade. They're like this. They're yeah, different. Yeah. They're flat and they're they're hard and they're they're round, like almost a personal. And I was my, eating my grandma, it. my grandma was from Italy, so she we, she'd, she'd make it like that. Yeah, yeah. I was eating one of those while staring. Neck. I was at a cafe and across the street while I'm eating, I'm looking at the Colosseum. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the Colosseum while I'm eating pizza. Uh, yeah, no, I, I you know I feel for you, I feel for you, buddy. But you know, pizza, you can't you can't leave it out. It's like leaving your it's like leaving your computer. You know, at the airport, like you know, and you know, just leaving it out there. Yeah. Some, someone's gonna take it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's like you know, it's leaving, it's like leaving drugs at a party on a table. Yeah. Some, someone's gonna take it. <laughs> Let's see where we are. Okay, here we go. All right, this one is from Ryan, morbidly obese hoarder. <laughs> That's a great uh, a morbidly obese hoarder. This one is beyond gross, but so unacceptable that I got to vent. I deliver pizza to a guy who weighs no less than 400 pounds and whose house smells terribly strong of cat piss and shit, even from the outside. Most of of the time I go there, this guy's daughter comes outside to get the food so I don't have to go in. But that wasn't the case tonight. Uh, This sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. (laughs) Yeah. I approach the house praying that she's going to be waiting outside, but no sign of her. I, I better hold my breath as long as possible is the only thought uh, that I had as I approached the door and the god-awful stench uh, hit me hard, uh, hit me like a hard punch to the nose, except punches don't make you vomit like the smell almost, uh, almost oh. made me did. Okay. I knock twice. Come in, I heard a voice say from behind the door. Right. I pretend... <laughs> Yeah, I just picture some. This is what I picture: fat, whitey tight, whitey tighties, hairy belly. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> right? I heard, uh, I heard a voice say from behind the door. I pretended I couldn't hear him, hoping he would answer the door. Not a chance. He said two more times, "Come in." I took the the biggest and deepest breath I possibly could and held it. And I got tears in my eyes, which lasted about 10 seconds until he started asking me questions and I had to breathe. It smelled so fucking bad that even the money he gave me stunk my car up. No exaggeration. Oh, Oh, dude. dude. I never want to judge anybody. And I understand why he orders delivery so he doesn't have to move, which I'm assuming he can't without assistance. However, he was seemed 100% there mentally. So I assume that at some level he is in control of his situation. He ordered a greasy pan pizza and two liters of Coke. Two two liter Cokes. Four hundred is uh, not <laughs> that fast though. I feel that's not, you know, it's it's not, not healthy. It, no, but it's not like you got you if they they have to cut you out of your living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's a guy like sixty bucks. You know, like, like they show people, like they have to. No, they got to be like harnessed out with yeah. a fucking pulley system. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's you the know. last thing he says: I feel bad for anybody who has to live like that, and I bet there's some deep and dark shit behind how he got that bad. But come on, man, at least throw me a few bucks for making me enter this shit chamber. Thank you so much, Ryan. That's so fucking. The funny. guy didn't tip him. 
Uh, I don't. What is, is that? The, is, what's the unacceptable? Come on, at least throw me a few. I guess he's saying he didn't get. I guess the unacceptable is how gross and stinky. It, like the money made his car smell. Ugh. I went door to door. I went door to door selling um selling phone cable and internet in Manhattan when I when I was twenty one, twenty two, and in you know when I started doing stand up and I was you know newer, yeah. newer comic and shit, open sure, mic sure. level, you know. And uh, I I saw a lot of fucked up things. Um, one, a woman came and she was rude, and half of her face was pretty, and the other half of it was melted, burned. And I knew that that obviously whatever happened just destroyed her. She, she was. I went to one house. And one guy looked like a fucking gargoyle from like Lord of the Rings. He just was like, I said no, dude. And his eye was fucked up. There was like a creature. And one house smelt like chemicals, like drugs were being. There was some like when you go door to door, at you know at night in New York City and apartments in Queens and shit. You see some shit that's just like when you oh, sell yeah. it's fucked oh, up. I was uh, I I was a paper boy when I was. Thank a kid. you, Ryan. Yeah, for the I was submission. a paper boy when I was a kid. You always just want to stay on the porch. You never go, oh, come on in. It's always like creepy, man, being in other people's houses like that. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, some people were nice and it was a great experience. Yeah, oh, yeah. come in. You want coffee? And yeah, it's great. But yeah, then yeah. sometimes oh, it's like. Oh, that there. Come on in. And something like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. You've got a couple more here. This is from Adam. I'm an unacceptable moron. Paul, I was just out for a run and listening to episode 294 with you and Joe Bartnick. Wow. Deja Whoa. vu. You're like, I never want to hear that fat fuck again. No, no. <laughs> Towards the that's so weird that you're doing this. Okay, here we go. Towards the end of the episode, you uh, you commented a few times that you needed uh, to wrap up the episode in five minutes. Uh, the last time you mentioned it, you said that if you didn't wrap it up soon, you wouldn't be able to upload it. My dumbass actually thought for a split second, oh man, I hope he wraps it up. He won't be able to upload it. Almost as if I was getting anxious that you didn't upload it, I wouldn't get to hear the episode. Ha ha. Uh, as I'm listening to it, embarrassing. Uh, I'm going to blame it on the run. Okay, unacceptable. Also, listening to you and Alexis talk about uh, having to take off all your clothes. Oh, oh, yeah. Take off. Take all of your clothes off to take a shit was hilarious. Keep up the good work and can't wait for the special. P.S. I'm, I'm a D.C. cop and I know I could definitely get a bunch of guys together to come and see you if you came down. And did the DC improv. You know what? Adam, first of all, I appreciate that. Uh, and I appreciate that you're such a big listener that you wanted me to stop it so I'd be able to upload it so you could hear it. Joe Bartnick is sitting here right now. So that's awesome. And listen, dude, if you and your DC friends and cops want me down there, hit up the club, man. Hit up hit up the DC improv and say we want to see Paul Verzi down here and I'll have my agent hit them up and we'll try to make that happen. I love it. I actually opened for Bill Burr there in like 2008. So like literally like fucking nine years ago, I opened for Burr there. And I remember saying, this is probably, a, as far as a packed crowd with smart people, this is probably one of the best clubs I've ever been to in my life. So uh, I did the, me and Bill just did the, uh, you know, uh, Bill took me, I did the national theater with him. It's like five blocks from the White House. Oh, nice. We, we did like, when he was practicing for Nashville, we did like five shows on the road out oh, there. Oh, I remember. Yeah. It was. Dude, amaz- I love DC. It was amazing. I love DC. I yeah. did Constitution Hall there with him where fucking Eddie did uh, oh, yeah, Delirious. Yeah. The boys are back in town. And uh, and then, and then but before that, I did the DC Improv and I loved it. So uh, yeah, uh, Adam, hit them up and say you'd love uh, Paul Verzi to be there they and all that great, stuff. They have a great cigar bar right there, like five blocks from the Capitals Arena. We And you know, our, our great friend uh, Willis Whalen. Yeah, oh yeah. The, the, Willis is the best. Oh, Willis is. Willis, the, Willis is like, yeah, well, he's, he came down like the last night. He goes, yeah, I was thinking, uh, I, I'm not doing Christian. Whatever he goes, he, goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, I was thinking, uh, yeah, you know, well, you know they get, that's, there's a cigar bar around the block. You, you know, we go oh. there. I go, yeah, we've been there every night. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah like, you, you know that. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah that, we were there every night. Then, yeah. The last time we went to Trump's hotel, dude, it's, it's a, it was a, it, it was, oh, I heard it, it's insane. It was so much fun. So much, so many rich people in there were buying me and Burr drinks. Oh. They didn't even see the show. They didn't even know who we were. They were just so <laughs> rich. or just like, yeah, you guys are cool. Yeah, you guys are yeah. We yeah. Got, we got yeah, that's rich. what's funny when when uh, fans go, where do you guys hang out? You're hanging out. All the fans really have to do is find out through the cigar bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like yeah. that's where we're going. Yeah, like the, the, like the <laughs> quickest walk, like the quickest walk where like it's not going to be like dance music is where we're going to be. Like if there's going to be a television showing yeah. sports, and possibly cigar smoking. Like, that's where we're going to be. The <laughs> right. easiest place to go to. Absolutely. A- anytime someone says, oh, you have to get in a car, like, we're not going there. No, we're like, is there a cigar lounge within 10 minutes of here? That's yeah. what, that's what yeah. we're going to do. Um, speaking of which, we're going to Atlanta next week. We'll plug that at the end. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, but let them know. You know what's funny is, like, a lot of my listeners were like, where's your special going to be? And, you know, it's like, we're, we're talking to some, like, networks that yeah. are interested. But it's like... Tweet it out wherever you want it. Tweet it out. Like, yeah. if, if, like seriously, if you want it on Netflix, tell Netflix you want Paul Verzi's special. If you want me in the comedy club or you want Joe at a comedy club in a town, call up. Like, that's what people don't understand. Call up the comedy club in your town and go, hey, I'd love to see Joe Barnick here one weekend. I'd love to see Paul Verzi here one weekend. I'd love to see them both here. Like, because when, that's what happens. And then the, our agents find out. And when our agents finds out, oh, I'm, let me make a call. And then that's how it gets done. So, so there you go. All right. A couple more here. Uh, not too many. This one's a short one from Max. Paul, I just witnessed a lady pull her car into a gas station parking lot to load several bags of mulch into her car. The problem was uh, was that she was blocking another parked car from leaving their spot. Uh, so this man sat and waited patiently in his car while this lady made no attempt to pick up the pace, move her car so he could get out, or simply say, I'm sorry, sir, I'll be done in a second. No, she took her sweet-ass time until finally had enough... Um, and maneuvered his way, oh Jesus, he finally had enough and maneuvered his way out of the spot, and I sat there and watched this unfold thinking, good for you, you made her look like an asshole, then I looked into this monster's car as she finally pulled away, and what did I see? A young adult sitting there, front, uh, sitting the front seat on their phone, I lost it, not only did this shit kid sit in the car while their mother loaded in these heavy bags of, these heavy mulch bags, but this asshole didn't even offer to help to speed up the process. And what the fuck is wrong with the adult that she didn't uh, say, get your ass out here uh, and help me load these bags. What the fuck, Paul? Hashtag unacceptable. Uh, entitlement and laziness, Max. Um, is he from California? Uh, I don't know where he's I from. Mean, it totally sounds like Los Angeles right D- there. Does it? So, oh, 100%. Uh, the most, you know, I don't just give a the fuck. most self entitled, self, yeah. selfish fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> really? Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what's funny is every time I talk, my friends that are out there are pretty much you, Burr, uh, Sean Quinn, or as far as like, there's certain people, and every every <laughs> time, every time I talk, oh, to yeah, them, yeah, Sean. I mean, Sean Quinn would have would have beat up the woman oh, no, no. In, in the story. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean Quinn is so impatient in a car. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever see. He actually put his head out and goes, yeah, good. Oh, good for you, you piece of shit. And he'll start clapping at people. It's one of the funniest things. But every time I'm on the phone with Burr, he, he always goes like, these fucking people out here. Like, he's always saying oh, that. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the worst people. Yeah. They're the worst human beings. They're, 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 like, they're, they're the worst human. L.A. is full of mostly the worst human beings you'll ever see in your life. 
No, it's the truth. Not the Mexicans. The, the, not, not, not not the Mexicans. Well, the, the, there's like there's like there's like three there's like three types of people that. Well, there's there's four types of people that live in Los Angeles. Go three ahead. Go ahead. There's there's the Mexicans or a fourth of them. Great people. They're like Italians. Just the best people. Yeah. Best, best people. Anyone who has anything bad to say about Mexicans, I'm like, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. They're great people. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. care what the... Yeah. Like, if, 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 if you would throw, kick all the Mexicans out of Los Angeles, the city would cease to exist. Yeah. You think these lazy, white, fucking entitled cunts do anything? Fucking yeah. no. Yeah. Then, uh, then there's a, a fourth are just natural-born Californians. And they're just kind of nice, easygoing people, but they're not, they're not the brightest bulbs. Right. Not right. the brightest bulbs. Yep. Then, then, <laughs> <laughs> then you have the Asians, and I know nothing about them. They stick to their own kind. Yeah. Then <laughs> you have everyone else who moved there to make something of their life, and ninety percent of those people absolutely fucking suck. They take. They they only take from the basket. They don't put anything back. And they don't even have any common decency because they're so wrapped up in whatever bullshit career they're not having. That that's that's why I love the East Coast because you know, dude. It, 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 I mean, like, there's just middle. I'll, I'll open a door for a middle-aged woman, a middle-aged white woman, and she'll look at me like, "Yes, you are going to open that door." She won't even say thank you, and yeah. then she then she'll like she won't even hold it for me, right? Whereas I can be at 118th in Lexington. And a black kid in a fucking Jay-Z outfit will open the door for him. He'll go, thanks, man. Yeah, because it's common courtesy. Common courtesy, yeah. decency. It's yeah. being a human fucking being, with, with which most of the people in Los Angeles have no concept of being. And you know what, being. Max? This is what it sounds like to me. If she's that rude of an adult blocking a man's trying to get out... Of course her son or daughter sitting in the car looking at their phone is going to be like that too. She's got a shitty kid in the car looking at their phone, which is selfish yeah. because they're not helping the mother no. and they're going to grow up to be like the mother. So that's an absolutely great unacceptable. And you, you, I love how you said hashtag unacceptable entitlement and laziness. You're absolutely right. Well, that's the thing is they, these people, they put out shitty kids. Yeah. So the, the people that moved to LA put out shitty kids. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you for that. Let's see here. Okay, two more quick ones. Here we go. Drew, Tinder unacceptable. Oh, okay, that's something I know about. Uh, yeah, is it? No, I, uh, I don't know anything Tinder, about Tinder. Yeah, I, I, which I, way, I don't even know which way you swipe. I have no idea. I th- I think swipe. I don't know. I don't know. One, one way, one is, way is, is one good, like one. you just swipe people away, and then when you see somebody you like, it's good, and that's. Uh, but I, I think it's like a sex one because this one is not really a dating one. This one, no, what Tinder's I, all just like come over. I'm three feet away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. I would like to uh, I would like to back up Vincent on his Tinder unacceptable last week. Oh, some guy wrote last week how like the girl didn't look like the way she looked, and, like she wanted to be like lied, like you know, just said it. Oh, was that's but that's, that's that's everything. That's everything. That, that that's like my old Facebook joke. Like if yeah. you, like if the woman is a picture of a sunset, like yeah, she's, she's not gonna look. Yeah, those are fat eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad somebody said it because Vin, Vinny, buddy, you absolutely nailed it. I've been on Tinder for a couple years now and have had success in my tenure. Uh, however, having success involves shifting through a minefield of bullshit and psychological warfare. I am always honest with them about intentions because I want to get everything out in the open so nobody's wasting time. It sounds good. When I tell them I'm just looking for something casual, bang them, 95% of the time I am met with disappointed response. Uh, then they talk about how they want something serious and that there aren't here for hookups. Bullshit. Take that shit to farmers only, uh, or okay Cupid. 
because this site is a hookup site uh, to its core. I have no problem with relationship intentions, but to bring those to Tinder and be surprised when I'm looking for something casual is unacceptable. Stop lying to yourselves. You swipe right. Here we go. Here's our answer. You swipe right if you want to bang them. And you swipe left if you don't. Bottom line, I would love to hear females' perspective on this if any of you female listeners are interested in weighing in. I'll keep you updated on any more Uber stories in the future. Always a supporter. Keep doing your thing. Chuck T. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, and definitely let me know about that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, look, at the end of the day, a woman's going to say she wants to hook up. But here's the thing, Okay. And I got, I got to be honest, I fall into this too. I was one of those guys where I was a relationship guy. Like if I made out with a chick in like seventh grade, I fell in love with her. Like that's just, like, even if I was like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to, you know, Jennifer's house and I'm going to hook up and, 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 you know, and all of a sudden, dude, I'm in love with Jennifer. Like, so, so maybe right. that happens. All right. This is really short. Unacceptable. Ryan, here we go. Hey, Paul, I'm not going to lie. The unacceptable is about myself. I fell for a lady on Tinder. How hilarious is that? I mean, I did bang some tail off there, but I have found a decent chick. Uh, it is that easy, even if this lasts six months. That is so perfect to end because that's what I'm talking about. I would too, dude. I got to be honest with you. When I was single, if, if a girl was cool and hooked up and the sex was good, dude, I'm going out to dinner and a movie again. Yeah. Like I just, I'm not, I was never, I know guys that could, I know guys that could fuck a chick and leave and never talk to him again. I was not that guy. I was a guy like, man, she was kind of cool. What if like this could be something cool? Like I never was, I knew guys that would be like, yeah, hey, bang, I want nothing to do with her now. Like, like right after, I was never that guy. Yeah. I, I was never, I was never that guy. Uh, thank you guys for the unacceptables. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you guys want to submit your unacceptables to the podcast, please uh, send them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. That is unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Real quick, want to shout out the sponsor, City Living Dog, City Living Dog Services, citylivingdog.com. Coach Mike out there in New England. I know some uh, Bursey Effect listeners had uh, him work on their dog, said it worked wonders. The guy does Facebook Live videos that are amazing with these fucking wild animals that need help, and he tames them. Um, you could check out his amazing YouTube clips. You could check out his Tinder. I mean, Tinder. Jesus Christ. Yeah, check out check out his Tinder. He's <laughs> That'd be funny. A dog trainer swiping right if he thinks a dog could be helped. <laughs> swiping left if he can't. Just like, nah, look at that. What's that? That's a, nah, it's a pit bull with a spike thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking something <laughs> hanging out of its head. No, nah, I'm going to go left. Uh, no, check out his Instagram, his Facebook, his Twitter. Uh, that is Coach Mike and City Living Dog. Check him out. He's amazing with dogs at citylivingdog.com. Also, All Things Comedy, where the Verzi Effect resides. Go to allthingscomedy.com for the best podcasts out there. My album is on there with All Things Records. And uh, it looks like I'll be shooting a special with All Things Comedy. So check that out and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Also, looks like some other sponsors are going to be coming aboard. So thank you guys uh, for that. And how far are we? We're into this thing. Um, yeah, and if you want to tweet at me, any unacceptables, you can do that. We're an hour in. Let's get some plugs going. Uh, Joe, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, I'm doing Chicopee, Massachusetts uh, this weekend. Uh, what is Cabot. The Cabot Comedy Club. Um, What's this, like the 12th and 13th, something like that? Right? Whatever the day is. 12th and 13th, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm at the, and I'm at the stand uh, all month except on the weekends, which next weekend I'll be with Paul Lee in uh, the Punchlines uh, in Atlanta. And then a couple nights I'm doing the comedy shops all around uh, northern New Jersey at the end of the month Memorial Day weekend. If you love hockey and who doesn't, uh, Puck Off Podcast, um, check it out. Yes. At Joe Bartnick. Yes. And uh, I do wanted to say to um, 
the uh, Adam at Reno Bray, R-E, Reno, and then uh, B-R-A-Y. He did an unacceptable on Twitter that was about the mother-in-law thing, where the mother-in-law, the mother-in-law says she's going to, like, leave when the, the couple buys a house, and then they buy the house, and then the mother-in-law doesn't leave. That was something that happened. <laughs> she says, mother-in-law, she should, she should be in a cage. She shouldn't be in a cage. She should be in her, in, her, in an off house or loft. Haha, <laughs> classic. Oh, you were quoting it from, um, from one, from a 301. Thank you for that. Zach Coffee at Z underscore Coffee says, Paul Bersey, hearing chants of let's go Yankees in my Reds stadium. Unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> killing me small. Okay. Um, let's see if we have any. Oh, yeah. Finally saw the Amanda Knox doc on Netflix. Fuck that prosecutor. Guy watched too much Law & Order. Unacceptable. You're right about that. You are right about that. So thank you guys so much. Those are the unacceptables. Uh, I did see some pictures with the feet and stuff. Chris Frost at MM Frosty Boy. I saw a woman with the feet. Um, with her, with both feet and her socks up. Disgusting. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much. I will be, I will be in Atlanta, Georgia at the punchline working with this man right here, Joe Bartnick from May 19th to the 21st. We're doing two shows Friday, three shows Saturday, one show Sunday. It's going to be a lot of shows. I'm going to be running the hour. It's going to be amazing. It's an amazing club, amazing owners. Um, so check that out. Looking forward to that, Joe. That's going to yeah, be fucking gonna be awesome. That's going to be awesome. Three shows Saturday. That's one of those. Did I say this one before? <laughs> yeah, because the first one's at six. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they do six, eight, and then whatever. Uh, so we're going to be doing a bunch of so six shows in Atlanta. Also, um, I will be at the Hartford Funny Bone May 31st running my hour. May 31st, Hartford, Connecticut. That's a Wednesday night, guys. And so, you know, I need you guys to come out to that one. If you're in the New England area, it's a Wednesday night, running the hour there. And uh, I'd like to have some people in the building, so come out to that. You could go onto their website, I believe, now and get tickets to that. Other shows and dates and everything, um, city spots, I will be putting up on my, um, you know, website. I'm sure I'll be at the stand, Stand Up New York, uh, uh, Dangerfields. So you could check out all those dates, too. Um, and New York Comedy Club, of course, I will be at. So uh, there you go, guys. That's the show. This has been episode... Uh, 306 with my amazing guest Joe Bartnick we had an amazing night and we're still flying high thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you guys soon thanks Joe oh thank you